Motherfucker. Yep. Trump's second year. Oh, we're in Trump's second year. Yeah, at the end of his second year, the oh, beginning of his third. Fuck. Jesus. Stupid liberals aren't going to get your way. He's at least going to finish his term. Politicians keep politicking before you turn to excessive drinking. Spend some time collectively. I don't know, man. Doobity doo. I don't know, man. Are you a member of the National Rats Association? I am. Congratulations. Is that new? Barely. When did you become a member? Um, I don't remember. Within this year. Cool, dude. Don't know, man, because the truth is. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode uh, of Paula Tinkering. Shut up. Clap, 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 clap. Oh, please not, clap. That's Jesus. Stop doesn't work for those. I know. Across oh. the rectangular table is Sean O'Brien. Hi. And across, or sorry, adjacent to me is Sean Fall. Sean Fall. Nerd alert. And I'm Joey yeah. Bunny here. Hello. Deep state. Deep state. So, gentlemen, today we've gathered to talk about the left. The Not quite a conspiracy yet, <laughs> but uh, so I. Wait, the left. The left. Say it again. The left. To the left. To the left. Everybody, please take a step to your left. The thing is, you know, we've been taking a good hard look at the right and somewhat of, of the Democratic Party, but we've been grappling with the alt right for a little while and the identitarian right, whatever you want to call them. The White supremacy side of the white right. Can't we just keep calling them the Klan like we always did? Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> oh. it's, it's all the same. <laughs> that was that was really funny. Yeah, it was really good. <laughs> that was, sorry, continue. Just I know, keep I talking. I finish your laugh. <laughs> it's, really, it's not gonna stop. Mm-hmm. That was really. That was, <laughs> no. I'm sorry. It was, it was funny, man. It's a throwaway. I don't know what it was. <laughs> it's because I, I accidentally straw man Sean as like on the right a lot. It was, <laughs> it was just it was it was unexpected. He's mm. not he's not on no one's side. Oh, I know. I've <laughs> never been on his I'm on my side. Yeah, exactly. Shot off. <laughs> so can we keep calling him the clan? Go ahead. Yeah, so. we call him the clan. The, okay. So the point is uh <laughs> I, recently I was watching a debate. You've probably seen it. it's somewhat famous now because it's Jordan Peterson and everyone's obsessed with this stupid piece mm. of shit. But the point is he was debating Michael Eric Dyson on um, The vacuum cleaner guy? <laughs> no. Mm. Uh He's he's kind of like this uh, Baptist. Oh, you know style those hand preacher. dryers are, have been found to just like spread finkel matter everywhere. I like did, they're like I did horrible for us. Actually, it makes sense. Yeah, I buy that. Yeah, don't do it. Yeah. Don't wash your hands, people. Especially- no, wash your hands. Just don't use the fucking like spew machines. Mm-hmm. But you you know what I mean? Like just grabbing the handle of the bathroom is especially worse in a than Starbucks. Not that anyone use my, can use I, them. I always use my elbow. How do you do it if it's a pull? Uh, a pull one. I use my pinky. And then he douses as it as I used uh, today at the grocery store over here. Is your, so your pinky, you can you're willing to get your pinky dirty. I, you, I just you, I don't use my pinky for much. Do you so carry like, hand sanitizer? Yeah. Jesus Christ! Yeah. I don't carry it. I just have some in my car. But I just, I just always picture you as Danny DeVito, just lathered up in hand sanitizer, squirming across the floor. <laughs> why? I don't. That's so funny. I don't understand why people think I'm like a germaphobe. Like I'm really not that. I don't care. Like I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't. You just have that kind of. Um, 
How do I phrase this nicely? Queen? <laughs> sure. Well, I don't know. I don't know what you're trying to say. I'm trying to say you're a little. Uh, yeah, you got your little habits. You, the the seat, uh, the toilet seat thing. thing. You have your the, t- uh, what's her, what toilet seat thing? You're the only man I know that puts the toilet seat down all the time. The top lid. Well, yeah. When you flush the toilet, like it spews fucking garbage into the fucking. That's area. what I'm it saying. Seems... No one else cares. That's stupid. They should care. It doesn't mean I'm like dirty for knowing that like feces. Shit no, we're not saying that you're out. dirty. We're saying no. you're ex- the opposite, the OCD clean. Or like, sorry, I, it, yeah, yeah, it doesn't mean I'm OCD just for like closing it. Okay, I don't. I will gladly leave it open to flush it. It just I know that it's spewing bullshit, so it seems it's nice shit. to close it. Fair enough. Yeah. Good, good point. Let's talk about Democrats. <laughs> was that a, was that a purposeful transition when you said spewing bullshit? It is now. God damn it, Sean. Sorry, it was cute. Thanks. <laughs> Just like that toilet was spewing bullshit, so is the left. Yep. No, okay. The point is, I've been fighting the left for a little while. And, and back where, the, where are you fighting the hold left? Hold on one second. Let me go, oh, let me go back for a me. second. Uh, let me go back. Uh, Jordan Peterson mentioned a Michael Eric Dyson. You uh, are an angry little white man. No, that's what he said to him. He said, you're a mad, angry white man. But anyway, Jordan Peterson said, uh, basically, where is your border, I guess? Or what do you... Um, What's the, uh, well, how far is left is too far it, left. In a, in a Canadian accent. No, I hate him. I don't know what a Canadian accent is. He's also not very Canadian. Yeah, he's, he's like, not. he's like Toronto Canadian. He is a very, yeah. Yeah. Kelly described him as a, as a cold Canadian. Plus he's trying mm. to be some old timey dude from like the twenties. So he's got some stupid accent going on. Well, what's weird about it is like, he seems soft and nice and curious. Cause he's got, he's basically a Canadian. Like just imagine your quintessential Canadian who's like asking you if you'd like an apple but also is probably telling you, well, you know, apples also like cause cancer. And how are you not like aware how cancerous these, these spawns of trees are? Don't you understand? Like you can have one if you like, that's your free, you're free to have an apple, but the apple is postmodernist and Marxist. It seems wrong to, it seems wrong just to, to dole out apples willy nilly. Genesis thing. Is this a garden of Eden? I don't without, know. Without care. Without mm-hmm. care or anything. It was actually pomegranates. Don't you know? Uh, anyways, the point was they were arguing about originally the debate was about political correctness. And you were, right. he was supposed to say, how far left is too far left? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, how far politically rose too far left? And I think Venezuela. They, and Michael Dyson, Merrick Dyson, t- turned it around at him and said, well, how far right is too far right? And Jordan Peterson was like, Auschwitz. I'm like, first of all, uh, yeah, of course, that's too far right. It's a good right. place to start. Yeah, but that's that's strange that his mind— And people on the right will say that's too far left. That's interesting, too. Okay. But I guess that, that leads me to another whole point here, and we got to go back to the left. And I thought it was interesting because the answer that Michael Eric Dyson and the other—I um, forgot her name— was the other participant in the debate was, uh, was saying was— um, Ah, oh, shit, I forget what I was talking about. <laughs> uh, What's too far right? Yeah, I guess they were countering that, but the, okay, no, their answer for what too far left was violence. And they said, when it turns to violence, that's too far left. And Jordan Peterson's response was, that's too vague an answer. That doesn't, yeah. that's too easy. It's like saying, violence I'm where, against disease yeah. or I'm against rape or I'm against violence. Yeah. And I sort of understand his point, actually, even yeah. though he's kind of a doofus. Um you, you, how far left is too far left? But that depends on the person, right? Every person's going to have their own opinion about how far left is too far left. Obviously. And I think that's kind of what 
I've been grappling with personally on Twitter is what I've been talking about. And what the whole Democratic Party has been grappling with recently, the Hillary versus Bernie wing. Mm-hmm. Um, and and we can compare it to also Jill Stein versus the Democratic Party. And that's the kind of left I really want to get into is the farthest left of the left. The, you know, the 10% of that side. Are they really, is it really that small of a percentage? Or well, whatever, it- what percentage do you want to give them? I don't know. Well, my, I mean, so my, my grappling, my current real frustration with the left, it, it came from a similarly, you know, a similar YouTube era or YouTube type of thing um, where I've been, you know, I've watched a lot of Ben Shapiro uh, and fucking, uh, what's his, what's the guy I mentioned earlier? Dave, Dave Rubin. Mm-hmm. Dave Rubin. Yeah. The, um, and also George, Pe- I, or jo- George Peterson, <laughs> Jordan Peterson. Crowder. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Stephen Crowder, thank you. Yeah, you're right. So I've been watching a lot of those guys on YouTube. Um, and I, uh, so, like a closet Republican. Well, they're, they're, they're libertarians. There's also this they're weird thing about YouTube where it just like starts feeding you things. So like, like I've said many times, like yeah. I don't watch, I never choose they to watch feed, Crowder. Yeah, they feed you Like shit. I just start watching Crowder. Yeah, and, like, same here. <laughs> like, like I've watched a bunch of Alex Jones and they're like, yeah. you might like Ben Shapiro. Exactly. And I watch yeah. a bunch of Ben Shapiro and they're like, you might like Stephen Crowder. I'm like, all right. So they just keep feeding me shit. Um, but, but, and so that's, I guess where I find it. Cause they're like, Oh, here's this guy talking about shit. I'm like, this looks interesting. Um, it, you know, SJW gets owned or whatever. The yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, it, the, it I'm was Ben, Shapiro, so it was ben Shapiro. Yeah, those were good. Um, Ben Shapiro to Steven Crowder, um, Jordan Peterson. I had seen a bunch. I think the first time I saw him, I don't think it was on Bill Maher, but when I remember seeing him on Bill Maher. I, I was aware of him before that, but then when I saw him in Bill Maher, I'm like, oh, he's actually kind of interesting. He did a really good showing on Bill Maher mm. um, where, where it wasn't until like I started looking into him. I'm like, oh, this guy's kind of a fucking douchebag. Oh, uh, did you listen to the overtime? Do you listen to overtime Bill Maher? I watched the overtime one. I thought yeah. he kind of was a little bad on that one. He, he wasn't great, but it's the overtime. So I'm like, eh, it's the, at the time I, I just sort of forgave it because he was, he did a good showing on the actual show. So mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, cool. Um, and he, and just like every libertarian out there at their core, they make a lot of really good, it's like the, so all the libertarians I mentioned, um, at, I think at their heart is, um, they are free speech absolutists. Um, they're aware of the fact that there are limitations as dictated by the Supreme court and they're comfortable with the majority of them legally speaking. But for the most part, they think that they, they, what they speak out against for the most part, from my perspective, at least, um, is the the college campus brand of I don't want to say anti free speech, but it is something that I guess YouTube has sort of fed to me yeah. as being kind of really frustratingly like of, offensive in a way, which is Sean something that you talked about for a long time, um, which I've seen all these like quote unquote protests from like a, like you know Ben Shapiro will go to a college campus, Stephen Crowder, whatever the fuck, they'll go to a college campus and they'll want to give a speech and you have the college students um, protesting, but in such a way that's, it makes me not want to side with them in the slightest. Yeah. Like it makes me, like whatever they call themselves, progressive, Democrat, liberal, Antifa. I don't care. I really hate the way they go about it. Um, and I don't know if that's a, that's a prevalent thing on college campuses or it's just these, these current, whatever trend it is now, but it no, I feel it, like the trend is dying though. Like it wasn't like college. No, not at all, man. I mean, when I, when I went to college that there were, there were like preachers who would stand out in the oval at a uh, Ohio state. 
and they would like, you know, speech and they'd, they'd talk religious nonsense and they'd like want people to argue with them. And then people, and then like college kids would come up and argue with them. That's literally the equivalent of that. I don't remember. Yeah, dude, I had PCU Keep in mind, it was also with Ohio, Jordan Piven. So it was like, go ahead. Oh no, I just, uh, like my, my age, we grew up or we didn't even grow up. Like when I was in college there, we had literally PCU. Like it, it was in the culture to make fun of protesters. Like mm-hmm. that wasn't even like a thing in our minds. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, uh, obviously nine 11 changed a lot and I, I graduated, you know, just a few years before, before that. And that had a, I think a lot of impact on the youth of today and the way that we go about things. But yeah, I was, I was in high school during the complacent Clinton booming nineties. Like there was not much to protest. Well, yeah. So the, the, no, what what I'm talking about is now at least, which it, to answer your question, no, did not. It, I I don't remember any of that really. Mm-hmm. Um, there were there were there were groups and stuff, and there were like what we would call SJWs, but they were way more rational. Like you just yeah, have a yeah. conversation about stuff about whatever the fuck. But that's just kind of a college kid who's like passionate about shit, and we argue, and that's fine. Yeah. But no, the idea of like no, I like you know hates whatever the fuck like you hate speech yeah hate, hate speech yeah. all that shit speech um, is violence yeah your speech is violence kind of thing shapira um, calls it the heckler's veto yeah okay well so but the one the i guess it was david the one thing i saw he's like giving a speech and like two people just stand up and start robotically chanting it was two white people by the way just start chanting black lives matter black lives and he's mm. just and he's like okay what is what is this and they just keep chanting and he's like yeah. i agree do you guys have a question and they just keep chanting he's like by the way he's like i agree with you black lives matter like, I flat out agree with you. I agree with you. <laughs> and they just keep chanting. And he's yeah. like, I don't understand this. I don't know what it is you're getting at. What, why? And it's weird. Like It's people, just for the purpose of disruption. People it's- presuppose whatever your point is um, before they hear it. And then. Huh. Gee, I wonder what that's like. And then whenever your point is. I can't. I have to. I want to comment. I, I couldn't figure out the funny <laughs> response to that. Like, I didn't know if it was just not responding to it, like not acknowledging it. I don't, we don't straw man you. I ask you what you think. And then you just spew some vague silliness. Okay. Don't we're like, him. we agree. Okay, anyway, you're right. Just let he, him troll He's you. a troll. It's great. Um, anyway, I I'm think, sorry. The, I think my, the my biggest thing. frustration is fucking this whole bullshit. <laughs> Go ahead. You I think of Dave Rubin. Um, I think that actually I agree with you because Dave Rubin is, you know, you need to pick your battles and he's not someone to protest. He's not, I mean, he does, he, he does. really ha- isn't, man. He's got some annoying things about him and he puts a lot of stupid people on his show, but he personally He's is like not- Larry King, though. He was like a, a Larry King protege and like he, he'll, he interviewed uh, Milo, Milo Yiannopoulos and he had said is, like- His funded by the Koch brothers. Um, okay. Make, I'm just telling you. Better than George Soros. No, it's not. Although, <laughs> not, but not great. But the point is- uh, Ruben claims to be this classical liberal, and um, no, he doesn't. Yes, he does. He's a he reformed says liberal that all the time. That's his favorite thing to say. Is he's classical liberal? I thought he was a for- former liberal. That but is, that's the same uh, thing. Oh, as yeah, yeah. They, that's the same well, thing as conservative. Classical liberal is yeah. libertarian, it's, essentially. It's yeah, the, exactly. the small L. I know. Which that's, is kind of which is kind of true, man. Yeah. That's the thing. Like it, it depends on how you frame it, but no, for the most part. I think part, also, Ob, you you are very much. In agreement with them because of your no, I don't mean it this in any. No, way. I understand. I mean a complimentary way. Yeah, yeah. Your ability to see both sides and your ability to um, your ability to like uh, your 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 tendency towards debate and civilized debate rather than just shouting right in general. For but sure. I mean, and I think that's that's what people like 
Ruben do, even though I'm not a fan of his, um, is that he's willing to debate people that he disagrees with. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I fully disagree, like pound for pound with a, with the majority, with with the exception of Dave. I can't. What do you disagree with him on specifically? Can you remember, or is it hard to say? I don't remember spe- specifically. I don't. His some of his responses to his guests are a little strange to me. Okay. Uh, I remember. I, I apologize because I don't know the specifics, and I sound like a dude trying to say this. But uh, his interview with Larry Elder, if you look it up, it's he kind of kind of capitulates a lot of strange points to him, and and kind of uh, I, 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 he goes along with a lot of his guests without sort of challenging them. I don't. I don't like that. Well, mm. okay. I think so. I don't really. I, I don't know exactly what you're talking about. I would just say from a, a general vague standpoint, uh, as an interviewer, it's mm-hmm. not your job to sort of. I disagree. I think it's your job to challenge. It as depends a on the reporter, show you're doing. perhaps. Yeah. As an interviewer, no. If you're doing if you're doing a biography on somebody, it's not your job to impose anything on it. It's just fair enough. What is this person That's saying, and where do they stand? That's all. And and I don't know what his. I don't know what his agenda is or if he has one at a, whatever but i wouldn't say larry I never king pays for his show which is fine but i i, I wouldn't say larry king has Soros. like an agenda on things. by the way larry king is on rt right now so yeah, he exactly. absolutely has absolutely an there's my point or he's willing to pay like take any money to get like, stay on tv well but it's i guess insane. that's my thing it's not so again you absolutely saw you sjw over there exactly the, <laughs> excuse me for not liking rt I, I, yeah. just because so there's a difference between liking it or not like I don't. It. I don't and just not like it. I think I despise it. Yeah. I think it's absolutely some of the most damaging thing in the history of journalism. Or if you, I call, I don't know how you call it journalism. Uh, okay, in I, history of media, it is state is state propaganda for a tyrannical, murderous dictator. And I'm not going to say anything else about that. That's and it brings me to another point. Sorry to go on a rant. No, here, go for it. about Sputnik because this is what happens to me online a lot. Is that I make a claim. And this literally happened to me yesterday. I make a. Why do you keep going online? I don't know. I'm an, <laughs> I'm an idiot. Would you tell us what? The, hang on. Can I predict things? Or let me let. Can you get a get a raw response first? What What is the thing you said? I made a snarky comment towards Tulsi Gabbard. I don't know who that is. Tulsi Gabbard is a darling of the far left. She is a progressive congresswoman from Hawaii. And she's notorious for a couple things. Uh, she's extremely anti-war, which is obviously a good thing. But she is. She famously had dinner with Assad. She went traveled to Syria. You got. You got to go with Poyo. <laughs> she traveled to Syria, or maybe Adobada, uh, which is strange for a Congress person to do. Okay, uh, just to go to fucking Syria, especially when Assad murders dictators there, and had dinner with him, and basically is an apologist for him nowadays. And it's strange because I made a snarky comment about it towards her and I got a bunch of Russian bots attacking me and I got, and I see it and I see a lot of these Russian bots and what's interesting. Everyone that disagrees with you is a bot. No, I just, (laughs) no, I'm actually very good now at at, um, checking it. By the way, you can also check uh, online. There's like botcheck.com or cool. .net. And it checks what, for what patterns. Do you trust them? That doesn't work. It, exactly. It does not work. Because Who watches they, the watchers? They figured out how to do it. Here's the key. I'll tell you. you check That's their, SEO. That's check, always been the you game. You check their Twitter, their twi- tweets and responses. Check all their tweets. And you'll see that every nine hours they'll tweet. Jesus, man. You make oh, fun of me for like hold overanalyzing on. Ulysses. <laughs> this is real life. This is how to tell what- This is Pepe Silva. How te- dare no, you, sir. This is how to tell who's a real person on Twitter and who's not. I'll tell you right now. You check. No one is a real person on Twitter. That's true. There's 30% of them are not real people. That's for sure. It's 100% of them are not real people. That's, well, me and Eric Wheeler on Twitter. Eric Wheeler. I've I've met Eric Wheeler. He does not only talk about random basketball shots that have missed or percentages. (laughs) He talks about other shit. He's he's not a real person on Twitter. He's a bot. 
He's a, he's, kind of, he's yeah. a patron. Yeah, he's a, he's a mask Everyone of himself. A bot, yeah. All right, God, let me just tell you. Okay, so one, look <laughs> at their follower count. If it's a low follower count and they're not following a lot of people, that's okay. Two, okay. if they have a lot of numbers in, so their, in their name, Sean, 46622, that's another name. That's, that's another thing there. Wow. Two, check their tweets and responses. If you see that they have a lot of tweets in a small amount of time every nine hours. What's between a pod person and a bot? Shut up, people. <laughs> So yes, if they have a lot a of robot. tweets, guys, I'm, I'm talking. We're listening. Oh, really? <laughs> Daddy's talking. <laughs> Who is your daddy and what does he do? <laughs> if they have a lot of tweets in a small amount of time and you can see they're separated every nine or so hours, that shows that they're a paid troll and they have to go to work every or so nine hours. And that's true. That's what they do. And they wake up and they have shifts and they go over there. Anyways. It seems weird though because anybody can but log if you look into at their the regu- But if you look at their regular tweets, they don't actually have any of the thoughts of their own. Only tweets they have are responses and replies. So, Oh wait, so they're, they're only active for nine hours? Yeah, yeah, every like, nine hours. They well, have like so it'd be on a cycle. So like every nine cycle. hours you get hit again. Yeah, so they basically hours. do like, every nine hours they'll do like 20 tweets. Another nine hours, 20 tweets. Another nine hours, 20 tweets. And everything's just on a list and people do And they all respond. They only respond to certain people. Like for me, it was obviously Tulsi Gabbard. Uh, but they, if you look at their regular tweets, they're all retweets. Out of curiosity. They don't have any, hold on. They don't have any retweets of their own. They're only retweets. So you can only check if you go to their tweets and replies, you can see they're only replying to people. So they basically go through and check Big people, you know, Donald Trump, Bernie Sanders, Tulsi Gabbard is a big one, by the way. I'm saying her for a reason because she's a darling of the left, but also a darling of Putin and a darling of Assad. And it's creepy. And it's very strange, these bedfellows that are together. Putin is socialist, so, you know. Yeah, I mean, for the longest time, the left was like, you know, in favor of the whole idea of Russia and the you know, the lefto, lefty pinko fucking, you know, I mean, that's the whole idea is that like you guys want to be socialists. nothing like, like Putin's fascist dictatorship. I, that's what's strange to me. It's a kleptocracy in Russia, not a socialist, but it never really was a socialist. Yeah. It was always a dictatorship. It was just. No, I know. I'm fucking around. No, um, it's well, interesting. So Tulsi, so where, I, Tulsi where were you going with this? Why I was are, basically explaining a exchange I had mm-hmm. and I was talking about RT. That's what we all got off on it. And I had an exchange where I said, um, how was dinner with Assad? Uh, what did you have for appetizers? And did you talk about murdering children afterwards? Jesus. I said that to her. Troll. Why? Because I don't like it when American politicians support dictators, Sean. And I want to call it out and show everyone that she's crazy and insane. Did and you, her followers, were you successful? Well, no. Okay. I don't know. Who knows who saw that? I'll- I'll give you it. I'll, I'll tell me, tell you where it went. Okay. I got responded to by a bot and he said, air quotes. Well, I, again, I, I, <laughs> I know my bots. Uh, anyways, I responded to him and I said, Johnny five. Oh no, he responded to me and he said, um, uh, where's the proof? Blah, blah, blah. Like basically saying valid question. <laughs> where's the fair. Are you sure this bot wasn't Sean O'Brien? <laughs> <laughs> no, but first of all, it, it was like one. Oh, okay, tell me one. One, I wasn't, he was insinuating that I was at saying chemical weapons because that's the whole thing about the, le- uh, the right and the left now is saying the chemical weapon attack didn't occur. It was propaganda. So I wasn't even saying that. I just said killing children. So there's no doubt Assad has murdered hundreds of thousands of people, right? That, and I think so that's- avoid. That's, and again, a whataboutism. I'm not going to discuss that now. We're talking about Assad. The point is, I think that's, that's not even uh, in question. So I think that his saying, give me proof, I said, fine. So then I gave, I 
brought up a New York Times article. But it's a bot, keep in mind. I know it's a bot. I even said, uh, I said, uh, I said, try Google, dumbass bot. That was my response. Why would you interact with a bot? Yeah. Do you yell at stoplights? Exactly. No, no. And I even, <laughs> I even said this. But the thing is, I can't. If people, <laughs> if the spot, Sorry. if the stoplight was supporting a dictator and everyone was watching me talk to a spotlight, stoplight, I would do it. Well, but why? Don't you think that they would think you're crazy? Like you're like you're, yeah. you're literally saying, "Hey, we should be free to go anytime we want." You're still red. You're still red, asshole. I like think I think most people different. would be looking at you. No, it's, that's exactly what I do. <laughs> it's it is slightly different, right? It's just I guess that's my point as Does far as the red light have a political opinion that's supporting a dictator. It's red, obviously. I, that's kind of my point, though. It's, I think it's not, a little more it's, nuanced than that. It's absolutely more nuanced, but it's also more nuanced than what you're saying, too. As like when it comes to here's my point. Okay, there's what? a lot of there's a lot of people looking at her Twitter feed, and maybe you know what? I don't care if there's one person 50 years from now who looks back at my tweets and sees that whatever. It's it's way more likely that someone is going to see your tweet when it's associated with this person rather than someone seeing just your tweet. Correct. Exactly. And that's my point. That's and so I continued with this conversation with the bot knowing that yeah, I even called it out. I said, "By the way, at the end of my whole thing, there was another bot that attacked me and I attacked I went back with him." I just, I'm going to skip to the it's end like here. Tron. Which by the way, I I also will say if that was a real person, you were pretty rude to that person by calling them a Russian bot. I didn't call. I didn't even say Russian. A bot, a, a not a real person. Now you're you've being. De you've dehumanized them. Nationalist. Like they might have an actual opinion about things, and we're literally. I treated saying, them, and I here's what I said after he said to me. I said, "Try Google, you dumbass bot." He said to me, uh, "Give how like something uh, blah blah blah. Give me an example." Or, or he's like, "When you make a claim, give me proof." I'm like, "Okay, fine, I'll give you proof." So then I linked to a New York Times article, which had linked to a Human Rights Watch. You know, my failing New York Times. Yeah, exactly. So I, and I even said, I said, I'm going to link to this, even though I know you're going to dismiss it as fake news. And I gave him an article, had 37 instances of chemical attacks that Assad has done and pictures and everything, you know, citations. And he's basically responded to that article with a YouTube video from Sputnik. And the YouTube video from Sputnik was fascinating because it was two guys, it was a, a man and his son, and it was so obviously faked so badly fake. Like the filmmaking was horrible. The editing was weird. And the kid like had one line to read and he was looking off to the left and obviously reading off a script. It was really strange. What was the content? The content was, um, the boy was saying that the white helmets were, f were the were faking chemical attacks. The UN. The white helmets are a specific Syrian. Oh, blue helmets are what you in. Yeah, the white helmets are, they're kind of famous because they won the Oscar for the documentary two years ago. Mm -hmm. But um, they're the people in Syria who basically uh, go in after the bombing happens and save everyone. Oh, they're like, like the Red Cross of okay. Syria, whatever. And what's crazy is that Putin's whole thing, this whole argument against, well, and, and Assad, Putin and Assad, their whole line of attack is that the white helmets are doing false flag attacks and they're faking these chemical attacks. So, it's really crazy to me because these are the <laughs> it's nice glissando. Yeah. Uh, because they're taking the, the most amazing people, these people that are diving into rubble and saving the lives of Syrian children and turning them into the scapegoats for a false flag operation. So it's I, I, it's it's upsetting to me in general. And what's more upsetting to me is that it's it's taken on a huge part of the left. 
And that's why I, I basically want to have this conversation is that it, 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 I see a lot of these as, as Bernie Sanders supporters and Tulsi Gabbard supporters and Jill Stein supporters and Dennis Kucinich supporters. And if you look at, they surround their Twitter feeds and maybe it isn't just those specific supporters, but it's interesting that the Russian bots have taken on this line of attack. And yeah, because they don't care. They don't have an affiliation. Of course they're, not. they're just as happy. But I'm worried about this element of the left that's that's basically accepted it. Well, but yeah, but the, such a huge portion of the left is just as fucking dumb as a huge portion on the right. I mean, if they're all people, man. Yeah, like really, they're not. They're they're. I didn't, I, of course, I think that's true. But I guess, and I I, I agree with you. But not I'm not necessarily common perception. Well, dumb, dumb, and dumb is dumb. It's but just there, whether, there is a very common perception that everyone on the right is dumb as shit, right. and everyone on the left is fucking Ivy right. League. There's just Yale. as big as like enough. the thirty percent of the Trump supporters are just as big as if 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 Bernie Sanders literally had like colluded with Russia and was still trying to impose like complete you know total um what's it called like a, a um universal health care uh, utopia yeah exactly like trying to enact a socialist utopia there would be and and yet and going about it the exact same way that Trump was going about it with you know all the different um uh dismissing of laws etc blah 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 i i i would definitely think that there is just as large a percentage of Democrat of like liberals out there, liberals, progressives, Democrats, whatever you want to call it, that would be like hardcore behind Bernie and dismissing, you know, Fox News as fake news. Which, by the way, they still would be like they still would be propagandistic. But ironically, and I don't even think they'd be like substantiating their claims with facts. But it still wouldn't. They still wouldn't be wrong. You know what I mean? Um, by by basically saying you guys are just falling in line because you want these, you want these, um, you picked policies. Yeah. You want the, well, not even just the team. It's, you want these policies, these specific socialist policies enacted, yeah. and you're willing to sacrifice the laws of the land, um, for these things that you want. They're just as dumb. I don't, I don't think, or, or they're just as, um, I guess partisan is the right Pig-headed, word. Headed, yeah. And, 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 and I think Russia, it would be in Russia's best. It, it, if Jill Stein had gotten the nomination, right. And, 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 there, you know, sitting right next to Michael Flynn, there was, there, there's just as big a percentage that. You mean at RT's. Yeah. You're talking about? Yeah, exactly. Um, RT's ceremony or whatever. They're, they're meeting. Yeah. I don't, I don't think Russia gives a fuck which, which party it is. They, they just don't like our democratic norms. Yeah, they want period. chaos. They just want chaos. They're just, you know, they're just fucking I think that's shit. true, but that's also little, it's a little, it's a little too incomplete. Okay. I, I think there's more to it, but just quickly, I just want to go back. Cause I'm not sure I made this clear about what Sputnik is. I'm not sure I made it clear to the, it's the, the uh, first satellite, the audience. Uh, Sputnik is like the, 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 cat. the cool version of RT. It's like the hipster version for young people. It's state propaganda for young people. Um, that, sorry, sorry. That was what the video was. You that know was who Lycos was? First dog in space. Oh. She died. Sorry. Who was the Lyca, first, sorry. Who was the first uh, monkey? Chimp. Oh, I don't know the name. Sorry. Ham. Is it Ham? Yeah. Good old Ham. Shem. Shemp? Shem. Is it? it the monkey from Project Ham X? Ham and Shem? Isn't that like a Bible thing? Oh, wow. Do you know the, fr- the French put an animal into space once? Hmm. Do you know what? A unicorn. The cat's name was? Oh, fuck. I fucked up. <laughs> it's a cat. The yeah. French. So this actually is a great story. And I don't, I, I, I'm going to fuck it up right now. But the French, <laughs> it's really fun. Um, 
the the French wanted to get into the whole like, oh, everybody's going to space type of thing. Mm-hmm. But you know, we I, go too. We don't want to send. Cheese. Yeah, we don't want to send like a person. Obviously, we don't want to send a monkey. that has been done. Like, what should we send? We're like, yeah, let's send a cat because, of course. And <laughs> so they they built a rocket. They they picked out the cat. They went through like the whole kind of countrywide thing to pick a cat, and they had a couple different things. And it was a it was a male cat. Let's just say Felix for argument's sake. Um, and I actually think it might have been called Felix. But the the morning of the launch. They couldn't find the cat. The cat literally just fucked off because he's <laughs> because he's French, and of course he did. And he's just like, yeah, don't want to go to space today. This is stupid. I don't feel like this. And so <laughs> they couldn't find him. And so the the backup cat was a female cat, just Felicia. Let's call her because of course it was. And they're like, do you want to go to space? And she's like, sure. And so they sent Felicia into space, and she, she came back. Oui. She came, oui. and she spent no, we. Oui. <laughs> They sent her into ca- they sent her into space and she came back and she of course is the first and only cat to have mm. ever been in space was the French. Dude she came back alive. The French. Yeah, mm. her name was Felicia. It was Felix and Felicia type of thing. By I don't Felicia. I don't remember exactly what it was, but yeah, it's that is honestly, and I wish I remembered the names, but it 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 literally is one of my all time favorite space stories. <laughs> is the French the French is in debt the because f- it's so quintessentially French. Every story, every part of that story is French. <laughs> They're like, we're gonna set, we're gonna do something in space, but we don't really care enough. Let's just send a cat. It's so hipster. It's so fucking hipster. And then the cat fucked off the morning of the launch. It's great. Mm. Anyway, let's go back to the left. Why you hate the left, Sean? Why do you hate the left? We've we've done our things. Jo- well, wait, Joey. I don't. I still, I still don't understand. What is it? What What about it is though? Like all, all I, what I've heard is you don't like Russia. That's what I've heard <laughs> from you. No, I don't like dictators. Um, okay. And, and I feel like the in it's called smegma. No, no, you're right. I have. It's very incomplete what I've said. But in general, that the the basis of what I've just said was I don't like how the left, the far lefts, supports certain dictators. Mostly because some misguided view of isolationism and peace, meaning. For instance, Tulsi Gabbard supports Assad because she thinks that we, um, as Americans, shouldn't be involved in a war there. We should just completely leave and let him kill his own people. And I think that's that's an interesting idea. Obviously, I mean, I understand the the, the one of view for you know backing off and getting our troops home and wanting peace and all that. But I think that it's. Um, it's I don't know it's interesting and I, I don't know what how, how the answer to it because in general obviously regime change is the wrong answer so I don't know I think isn't the left in general anti-war like isn't that been kind right. of the the whole thing especially since Vietnam like we kind of not realize all the left that- and that's the thing is not all the left I mean don't forget there are center left people who are right right neo- but I thought we were talking about or- the, the far left and I mean that's, just I mean, that's kind the of divide. always been the thing yeah I think that's the divide is is the obsession obsessionist isolationist style of People like Bernie too. Bernie. Well, is- I don't even know that's isolationist. More that we can solve things without war is what I always took it as. I, I don't. I didn't get the the sense that the far left was. Try, I, I always think of like isolationist as more of like a libertarian right thing. I think of uh, you well, know one world agree. government being more of a left thing. It's nothing to do with that. I just think it's simply saying we don't. We're, they would agree with all the libertarian standpoints of we're not world police and we have no right to be in someone else's country. Right, but they would also not necessarily want to cut off. They would just want to talk. Like sure, they don't want. To, well, I they, think that's a difference between isolationism and. Okay, I see what you're saying. They they wouldn't mind trading or something. 
Yeah, that's fair to say. Well, I, I no, I think they do want. I, I think they want to stop war, and I think they want a larger. I think they want the League of Nations. I think they want the UN. I think they want a larger one-world government to solve these problems, not the U.S. being the world police. That's true. I, I guess that's true. Um, but it, what's interesting is the left doesn't seem to be like that now, or the far left. Mm. They seem to be that the style of nationalism, meaning mm. that— So then they're, they're right in line they're, with they're, they're anti-European Union. You know what I mean? They're anti-NATO. The far left is? The far left. Far, really? far left. Who—, who like yeah, who are some of these people, or what? What like where are you getting this from? Um, what are your sources? Well, just in general, just what experiences have you had with people from the far left that makes you believe that they're? Well, I guess it really is their support for individual governments. I mean, you could almost say they would agree on certain. Uh, they would just who's the they? That's all I'm asking. It's you just said the Tulsi far- Gabbard, but like who? Who else are? I mean, other people on the far left. I don't know. There's a million more of them. Okay. Well, I don't understand what your question is. Well, when I said like the left that I was talking about, I meant like specific people at college campuses that I saw protesting that I don't I like the way they think. That so, wasn't what uh, I was are, my bitching I about. I totally but. understand. All I mean is those are individual people that I saw. And I'm asking who are these? In- so Tulsi Gabbard is one. And then the Russian well, bots were the ones who the other. It's not just it's, her. It's really all of her fans and, and really a lot of the Bernie's bros too. I think he's just asking for examples of how this actually manifests. In yeah, how do you, how have you seen this? How how have you heard their views, or what are the things that they've said specifically? That and who are these days? That's all. Well, it, it manifests. I'm in, not not believing you. I'm just looking for something more specific than the they, as far as the far left, because I don't know what that means. It's just the the, the people who I, I don't know how You're to say to either sound because like me. It, <laughs> there are people who would vote for Jill Stein, for instance, or there are people who wouldn't vote for Hillary on principle. Um, here, here. Or just w- w- wouldn't vote in general. Um, people who, you know, who vote. I, I guess it really does kind of break that down. I don't know exactly where the line is, but. I'd want any individuals, like a couple individuals that you've Dennis seen. Kucinich has a big okay, following. cool. Do you know Dennis Kucinich? He just ran for a primary for Ohio governor and yep, lost. just lost. Uh, so that was an interesting debate, a battle between those two sides. Sure. So uh, what are the, some of the things that he espoused that you think fall in line with this thing that you're like very much against, which is it's, what again? It's, um, I'll give you another good name. Glenn Greenwald style. Glenn sure. Greenwald, yeah, the, yeah. the intercept is kind of espousing this stuff. Jeremy Scahill. Uh, there's a lot of others, but it's, it is really just a complete hands-off approach to the world. Okay. Um, and I think that in, in general, obviously, you know, my opinion, I do think, I don't think America's world police, but I think the world is better off when America does Involve themselves is as bad. So you as want they to make do. America great again? <laughs> no, I I actually will say I don't I don't know your opinion on it because all I hear is you know that you 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 don't think war is the answer, but you're not sure what to do about it. Yeah, I guess that's a good point. Is that I I, I really don't know. Uh, it has to come down Man. to situations, <laughs> per- which is not a bad thing, by the way. It's I know, okay. Yeah. I know, and I, I'm comfortable with that. I'm just, I think there's it's such certain situations I might know what to do, certain situations I might not what to do. We start talking about the Middle East. Better way to go about it. I, I don't know what the fuck to do because there's no real fucking answers there. I mean, obviously, Classic. I don't want war, but you guys. What do we know- do about Putin? Putin's a, Putin. We I only have talked about this. You've made me text for this a lot, but I will say one: sanctions. We need to continue with them. Two: I think we need to support. For Ukraine and what sanctions? I mean, people on the well, basically 
to me, what that means is freezing some of his bank accounts in Cyprus and other overseas, Panama, such as that. So he Putin specifically. Well, Putin has all his money in oligarchs. He's he doesn't have all of his billion dollars in one account, right? Mm-hmm. So he designs certain, you know, mafia. Bosses. He's only worth a couple million, a couple hundred million. Right, exactly. No, that's Trump. So you know, a billion here, a billion there, a billion yeah. all around. So I'm saying, you, you know, and they've already done this. They've sanctioned a kind of, uh, you know, Oleg Deripaska, you know. Not, I don't know, there's a bunch of them. Roman Abramovich. Interestingly enough, uh, Roman Abramovich, the owner of Chelsea Football Club, very, you know, London, uh, sorry, soccer team, uh, mm. he got kicked out of England and has to go back to Russia. Nice. He's a fucking crazy, one of like the richest men in the world. So sanctions. Anyways, okay, sanctions, supporting Ukraine. Um, okay. But I think that's a big one, is the economic, yeah. not just sanctions, but freezing of bank sure. accounts. Um, How about Assad? What, what would what would you? Propose that's a tougher one because the, that window is almost closed in my mind, which is yeah, a damn shame. Is. One, we just have to, have to kind of cut our losses and get all the refugees, okay. and give them safe zones. Um, How about Un? We should North go to Jerusalem. How about Un? I think they should yeah, continue diplomatic relations. I hope and. Okay. I don't know. That, I, okay. there's, how about Assad? Or I'm sorry, uh, how about a, uh, Iran? No, Israel. Um, fucking I, our ally, but nevertheless. What do we do with Israel? Yeah. Israel and Palestine. That we, just, they're, they're kind of, how about more from the, our, our current, you know. Here's let, what let's I would say. You, let's say we're America still the referees. Yeah, let's, let's presuppose we're still the referees. Uh, um, like I, by, would, I would support moderate voices and try to um, uh, promote Bolster the bolster, yeah. What, what's the word? Bo- use a bullhorn. I'm, I'm sorry. Amplify. Jesus Christ. Okay. Fucking sound guy. Jesus. Amplify the voices of the moderates and the reforms. Okay. Reformers. And embiggen their loudness. But it's fair. Look, in none of these have you said like anything about war or like actual. I mean, I, inter- if we, like, if we talk about Israel, I have a, a, a million other things to talk about because we can get into specific solutions sure. with the West Bank and Gaza. I don't know if we want to do that. Well, right now. You, my, my my point is that you haven't mentioned like military intervention in any of these. Things. I'm trying not to because Which I, is fine. I don't you, want you guys thinking of me as a war hawk. But well, I, I wouldn't think of you one way or the other. All I'm asking you is what you think, which is a good thing. I I'm just saying I think. Here's my point, is I think sometimes war is necessary, whereas I think the far left will disagree with me, and they'll say war is never necessary. Well, okay. Where's an example where war is, a ne- is necessary? World War II. Okay. How about at a current like moment where war would be necessary? I think the incursion into Bosnia was a good motivation. It wasn't pulled off it's very well past, by Clinton. though, man. Oh, it was Coney in, it was 2012. In the 90s. I'm, I'm just trying to give you more modern examples. Give me a second. I, what other? There's not a ton of examples. You're asking me to give you- Righteous wars. A current, <laughs> a, not current a, lot of them. a current moment, something nowadays, it, it, hypothetical is I'm, more ch- what I'm, I'm having trouble because there's not a lot of countries nowadays that are doing righteous things. I mean, I could point to the fact that France teamed up with us to cruise missiles into Syria, but I don't think that's a good fucking thing. So I don't know. I, I, I'm having trouble. I know, which, which is fine. Because but usually it, the righteous might- wars are, you know, I'm going to say this as the most ethnocentric thing I've ever said, by America or our allies like the UK or France. And recently they haven't done anything fucking well. You know, ever since Vietnam, they really haven't done anything well. I, I mean, that's the thing. I, you, you might end up siding more than you think with. I agree. I agree. But I, I do still think that it is necessary sometimes. I do th- still think that military intervention is important in Syria right now. And especially for when it was with ISIS. Syria, okay. And I think it was, I mean, the way it was done in Iraq was obviously completely wrong, but. Certain times, dictators need to be stopped, and that's the truth to me. And I think that. But then we just install other dictators. That well, we like. no, I would hope that that's not the case. I or would Putin. hope that we I would mean, install even, a democracy and they vote. Is there a hypothetical for our dictator? 
So I, that's the way it's happened in the past, Sean. <laughs> and I agree with you, even though you're being facetious. I agree with you. But, but Putin, and Un, <laughs> Putin and Un, and arguably Azad are the three best example, like modern day examples, and of, Rouhani and Iran. But yeah, yeah, exactly. Are are three kind of like good examples of dictators, and yet you didn't mention military intervention with either of them. Um, well, here's the thing: as I mentioned, support for Ukraine, which is an open war, so we are supporting one side in a proxy war. We're also kind of fighting Russia right now in Syria. I mean, 100 Russians were killed like three weeks ago. I mean, they were obviously, uh, uh, what the fuck, you know, uh, mercenaries, but we're still killing Russians. We're, we are war proxies. Well, it's all been proxy since Korea. Yeah, like, but why, what, how, I guess that's, I guess that's the heart of my you're question. Saying, is, you're saying, Joey, you're, you're, you're claiming that war is unnecessary, but you haven't given any examples of war. Is that what you're saying? Well, on a deeper level, I'm, I'm saying that you, you, Disagree with the people you mentioned, and yet it sounds like you agree with them. That's that's all I'm trying to understand. No, I don't. I think they're saying war is never necessary. I would not say that. But are there any instances where they are saying that war isn't necessary, and you are saying that the, it is? The recent example is Syria. Uh, I'm for keeping our troops there. They are not. Okay. Why? Um, I don't want to see that entire region to a scary Shiite conglomerate of Iran, Hezbollah, Syria, and Putin. How is that different than the other areas that face similar dictators and evils? Um, it's scarier because of nuclear weapons, honestly, in Iran. Um, then it's scarier to me because of Israel. I, I'm sorry, it's a personal, obviously, thing, but that's more of a threat to Israel versus Honestly, Korea, which is more of a threat to me in Los Angeles. Yeah, but you are or, or you China. are actually concerned with the destruction of Israel, whereas, whereas you might not be as concerned with the destruction of other cities. I know that vicinity. sounds horrible, but I really actually am not. And in, in when I really think about it, I'm totally concerned with the destruction of Japan or, or South Korea. I absolutely am. I really do. When I really think about it, I, I absolutely do. What about Dubai? Dubai? Yeah, sure. But they're not going <laughs> well, to... I don't think they're... I mean, the risk... No, no that, there is no risk there. That, that's just something I completely threw well, out. Here's the but thing the is, idea is like... It, I, I'm just I, asking. Like, I am, I'm I, on shaky ground here on purpose. So I'm, I'm, I'm being shaky yeah. on, on purpose because I don't fucking know. And uh-huh. here's the deal is we're dividing our, our world into Shiite and Sunni. And that's the truth. We're dividing us into, do you support Russia, Assad, Iran, and Lebanon, Hezbollah, mm-hmm. uh, this Shiite conglomerate, which also backs with North Korea and other dictators like an in Africa. power. Access power. Versus now the U.S., Israel, and Saudi Arabia, who's fighting them in Yemen and Qatar. And it's scary. And obviously, we have these two big axes of power in Iran. It's like a world Saudi of Axis and allies. And it really is. Iran is Russia's proxy and Saudi Arabia is our proxy. And it's true. And it's Sunni versus Shiite. And we're exploiting it. And it's scary. And that's where I think we're drawing these battle lines. But the scary part to me about, like the battleship. Le- about the left is that they've chosen the Shiites in many ways. If they want to have a monopoly. Or at least the, the – and even what's Are crazy – Are you just naming things you see? What's crazy is that Trump would, would, would say this. Do you know the reason which Trump – I love lamp. It's the playing why, a game why, of risk. I'm, I'm going to continue with this. The reason is why Trump would get out of the Rand deal is he would claim Obama and the predecessors were – favoring Iran, whereas he obviously favors South, sorry, Saudi Arabia. He was playing chess. They were playing checkers. Jesus. I'm going to keep going. And I don't know because Saudi Arabia is not, I'm not a fan of, obviously. Uh, I'm not a fan of what they're doing in Yemen and 
Qatar and all this shit, right? Literally, we have the biggest fucking famine going on in Yemen. No one's talking about it. And it's Saudi Arabia's fault and our fault. And no one's talking about it. Uh, but the point is, I am, uh, I don't know. And that's my why I'm so shaky is that I really don't agree with what the far left is doing. And I can never agree with what the far right is doing, obviously, or even any part of the conservative neocon. Is the far strategy. left doing anything, though? Hmm. Are they doing anything? Yeah. Well, in my mind, Jill Stein's represent. doing something. What is she doing? Being well, all hot. she's she's causing chaos. She's she's definitely fucking over election. How? What is what? What? I what? think I blame her for partially for Hillary losing. Why? Just splitting the vote because she was trying to run for president. Yeah. Well, boo. Yeah, also, I the mean, way she demonized her and went on RT and used Russian lines of attack and talked about the email scandal constantly. But so, okay, so to clarify, that's what she did, not necessarily what she is doing. Do you mean well, she's splitting now the it's, left? Now or? it's kind. Of, yeah, she's kind of splitting the left, but now it's almost. It, she's no, there's no real harm yet because it's a, no, it, there's harm. It's just not tangible. It's just, I can't point to an election. It's just. What she oh, would have split, done. Splitting the theory. left. And, yeah. I mean, if you, um, that's my. Yeah. Okay. In, inference. I guess. I'm still, I guess I'm still confused. What, I don't, I don't, I don't see how anything about? that she's. You don't, you're not seeing the damage of the far left. Uh, no. Okay. No. That's fair. I think because again, like I said, not, not all of us tangible, but again, the one tangible thing I will point to. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Is Hillary losing? And if you want to have that argument, I can talk about it. But I absolutely think Jill Stein is responsible for at least. Well, I, I can go back to the number of votes, dude. And it was only 110,000. That was. How the about difference. the fact that she was an unfavorable candidate? But there's nothing. I'm not talking about that. Yeah, I, I know. I understand she was. what you mean by by people. I agree. There, by, right? So Bernie and Jill Stein in general, you know, a, a sort of a, a sort of all or nothing. Like you know, we 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 can't give way to to the moderates out there because we have our principles. Is that more or less what you're saying? That's that's what they're doing is like you, the, the far left should be digging their heels in. I uh, think so. I mean, again, you know, no, and, no. and anybody who got. Here's the problem is that I agree with a lot of Bernie's platform. And I agree that Bernie pulled the party to the left during the primary, which is fantastic. And it's the truth because, and I agree. And I like the Medicare for all thing that he's been doing. And I like a lot of these socialist style principles. That's what's troubling for me is that I like, I would love to be on the far left. It's you, just. That, sounds like you are. <laughs> Exactly. I kind of am. I would but have voted for Bernie. But I don't like yeah, my too. bedfellows who are in bed with dictators like Assad. Okay. That's my huge problem with the left in general that I was starting with. But I also have a problem with their unwillingness to bend on their pacifism. So there's Dennis Kucinich and, and who's the fucking bitch? Tulsi. Tulsi. They, they are in bed with Assad. Um, and what was the second thing you just mentioned? I'm sorry. The far left are, you don't like that they're in bed with Assad and what's. They're unbending pacifism. Um, okay. They're absolute his pacifism. Well, is that, well, I, I guess, but that's just because you're saying that you think that sometimes war is necessary. And I don't think that they would fully disagree with you. Don't you think? Like, I'm sure if they, if you were like, hey, like and if there is a Hitler maybe reincarnate not, maybe now. Not, but when the rubber meets the road, when we're talking about a real dictator who's causing hundreds of thousands of deaths. They're cowards, and I'm trying to do something in my mind. But in your mind, I mean, you, you, I know. We, we mentioned Putin, and you still were like, "eh, we can't really." There's nothing we can what? really do. I just gave you three huge things. In World War II, we didn't do anything until they did something to us. Um, and I think that was a fucking huge mistake, and I think millions of my ancestors died because of it. 
Yeah. And that's uh, maybe why I hold a little bit of a grudge towards dictators, I think. No, I I don't think either of us are like arguing that dictatorships are a good thing. If we don't do anything to Putin, we're we're appeasing it. It's appeasement. That's how I feel right now. I think we've gone too far. I think Obama should have done a lot more if you want to get me down to it. And a lot of this stuff is 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 the, the, the horses have left the barn kind of stuff. We should have fixed Syria in 2013 and 14. We should have done something when Putin shot down a fucking plane in 2014 and invaded a fucking sovereign nation in 2014. They didn't right. do anything. And now Certainly. I don't and now there's not a lot we can do except for well there's some stuff we can do. We can support them and at least try to put pressure on them economically. I don't want to fight nuclear war, okay? Right, I, I yeah, don't, that's the thing. And that's the thing is there's a lot of in, there's a lot of options in between nuclear war and doing nothing. And I don't like either, obviously, but I think there's a lot of things we could be doing. Well, I, I, and that's the thing. I don't think anybody's disagreeing with you. A lot of people are disagreeing with me. A lot of people on the left are saying, don't do anything. Okay. Maybe I'm, you just don't see them. I, think. I don't. I'm li- that's, I've yeah. literally you asked you to Tulsi name Gabbard any of them. I'm not going to be rude about that, but that's I a really big deal. I really don't. Why she, is that a big deal? A, she's a huge young, she's a young woman from Hawaii who's a star. She's, she's a former- in fairness, in you're saying she's army a star, but I haven't heard of her. I understand. That's my point. Is that I think you may be a little maybe naive you're to the, overplaying the her a little bit. Maybe she's not as big in I don't your, as she so. is in your mind. She's got a huge following on Twitter, my friend. That's, I'm sure. I'm sure there's some a ton of people <laughs> who have huge followings that I've never heard of. That still doesn't mean they wield influence, don't you think? No, I do think Twitter following actually is a good. Uh, it's a good indicator, indicator of people who are popular. I'm simply saying I haven't heard of them and you're saying that they are popular and I ought to have heard of them. Yeah. But I'm saying maybe they aren't as popular as you think they are because I, I suppose, not everybody's heard of them. You definitely should know the name Tulsi Gabbard. I, You've heard I'm, of I'm surprised. Yeah, I know her as an anti-gunner. As an anti-what? Anti-gun. Okay. But Cool. I mean, you know, just because I watch okay. the gun yeah, channels on YouTube. Like, no, it's it's all good. It's fine. It, but what, what, Couldn't it be possibly be a good thing that- because I haven't heard of her, and from what you're telling me, right? I, yeah, that's fine. I, I think it's a good thing. I, I, I here's oh, my yeah, yeah. Go ahead. I want us to have this fight. Well, I don't hear the fight. I don't know what the on fight the left that the, the Bernie versus general. Hillary fight. Sure, I you want can us to break have it down that way. Yes, that's how I've been breaking down the far left versus the center left, if you will. So right now, all I've heard is is they Qu- are arguing for no intervention. Maybe you are arguing that intervention is possible, but you can't think of any. I just haven't had the time to go into any domestic stuff either, but there's some differences there too. Um, I would guess that they are purists. And that's another whole aspect we could go into is the purity tests of the left. Meaning, are you for Medicare for all or are you for just keeping Obamacare the way it is? If you don't check every box, you can't be a liberal. Right. And that's kind of the whole aspects here. Um, And I can go down the line of- Taxes and my, you know, um, minimum wage, and where do you stand on that? I mean, I, I don't. Do you want me to go through every issue? I, I can. I, 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 I just, I, I don't. I'm not sure. I understand your overarching or overarching like point with it all. I, I'm yeah, not is, sure. I don't. Is, see what is the uh, the pacifism the main thing, or is that one of the many symptoms? Yeah. Uh, okay. So my biggest gripe with the left, and I started with this earlier, is. And I, I, again, I know this because I constantly talk about it, is how do you treat dictators? That is everything to me. It is the number one question I ask every single politician. It is on my mind every day of my life. And on the one question, the biggest question of my life, how do you, what do you do about dictators that are currently killing people? I have a significant disagreement with the people who I agree with generally on the far left, where I generally have my home as a socialist, honestly, I am very upset 
with the people I share ideals with because I have this huge disagreement about dictatorship. And, so you're and becoming a single-issue voter. Uh, I think I don't think that that's fair. I think I, ha- I have a big priority and a big weight towards that one issue. What is your biggest? Dis- I, I guess that's the thing, man. I still don't get it. Well, I don't hear a huge disagreement. I'm really confused why you're not getting this. I, I'm, how can some I be are clear? Sa- some are saying, like, don't do anything, right? And you're saying we should do something, right? Not only we should do something, we should do these specific things and what use our military sanction. Okay, so you, that's kind of my point then. You, I said that. I said we should stay in Syria. In that one instance, yeah. In Syria, yeah. yeah I'm using that one instance. It's a big deal because- Okay, so just this Syria. Is the Currently biggest, just Syria. This is okay, like, How many fine. other dictatorships, how many other time in, in countries are, are, have 500,000 casualties in the past five years? This is not like some five or abstract thing. It's the worst, ca- it's the worst crisis going on in humanity. Totally. So, so that's, I'm sorry. So I mean, you're saying, argue, well, it's not, it's not just dictators as an idea. You're no, currently the saying, the this stay... dictator is killing hundreds of thousands of people. What right. are you going to do? He has, he has this belief. And right now there is an example of this being There's always an example in my mind. Right, right. There's always a murderous dictator. Exactly. Okay. What are you going to do about it? Well, in this specific example. Yeah, right, exactly. Tulsi Gabbard, what the fuck are you going to do? Are you going to go have dinner with Assad? That's what she did. Right. That's insane. Right. And I called her out, and a lot of people on the left are apologists now for dictators to the point where they will say that the chemical attacks are fake news. Yeah, and they're dumb. Or, well, in fairness, you. That's in, fairness they were bo- in fairness, they were you, you said they were bots. That was, and yes, examples of a bot in that situation. But there's tons of people what? that would agree with that. Are you sure? Yes. Yeah. I mean, are you sure you're not just falling for what the bots are designed to do? Are you? Uh, yeah. Okay. Because here's the thing: is because there's articles written about it by people on the intercept, like the Glenn Greenwald, Glenn, Glenn right. Greenwald exactly. guys. Okay. I am. There's a lot of people on the left who are. But he wouldn't say they're they're fake that they were faked, right? Hmm. He calls them into question. Okay. He does. He does. And maybe. What's interesting is another Mehdi Hassan, another um, writer. He's um, I forget where he's from. He's he's Middle Eastern, I think. Mehdi Hassan. He's very famous because he does all these um, debate shows in England. Anyways, he writes for the Intercept, and he recently called out the Intercept for their uh, treatment of Syria and how they were co- basically being an apologist for Assad. And he finally said something, which is really a good thing. Um, and and it's strange to me. That's all. Glenn Greenwald's very popular. He has almost a million followers on Twitter. Okay? Just unclear, a lot by the way, you think we should just take out Assad? If we could. Oh, we can't do that. Well, so then I, what do you think we I should do? I don't think do? we should necessarily do that. Taking okay. out the leader is... Like, well, then let's get down to brass tacks. You, okay. you're, you're trying to fight... You're, you're fighting this proxy war right now against the entire like far left. And you're saying that they need, they need to do... You, we need to do something. Yeah. They're saying not really sure what. And you're like, well, we need to do X. So... What is X exactly? Because it sounds like you don't want to appease Assad. You want to do something. What, what would you say? I would say that there is a lot of things militarily we can do in between decapitation and, and leaving. Um, simply staying there is a big deal um, and holding your ground. That's a strategic win and sometimes in and of itself. Um, protecting some of the rebels there is a, is a goal in itself. Training some of the rebels is a goal in itself. Arming some of the rebels is a goal in itself. So one of them can become a dictator when we're done? I didn't say that. Obviously, I don't want that. And I want a democracy everywhere. Um, and I think that that's what America wants, to be honest. Um, well, it, we want to force everyone else to be like us. Yeah, that gets down to the point that that's like the whole point. I don't want to force not... everyone to be like this, but I think we should support countries 
so they can have self-determination. How far should we go to make that happen? Well, if, if there's people dying, I think we should pretty much go there and help out if we can. What? People are dying here. Yeah, I mean. And we should pretty much help those people out. Which people are you talking about? You people talking about dying in schools? Are you talking about getting shot in schools? Are you talking about, talking about people dying in Flint? Or are you talking about people dying in Puerto Rico? Which people are you talking about? All of them. Oh, okay. And the homeless too. Yeah, I think we should help those people out too. Yeah. I agree with both of those things. But still, when we're talking about foreign policy, how far should we go? It sounds like each instance is a little bit different. Yeah, I mean, it's tough to say. Right. I, I don't know. I mean, I know where I would do for certain situations. Do you guys, for instance, like Rwanda and situations like that, uh, clear genocides going on, clear casualty count going up. Do we go in? What do you do? I don't know. Yeah, I know. I, How do you feel I, like this? I, I, I turn it to you. Sure, yeah. You're more, well, that's the thing. It's not, it's not really that big of an issue for me. It's for, like foreign policy for me. I, I, I ultimately would, would side more on the like far left side of what you're, ta- what you're talking about, which is more isolationist in the, the sort of non-interventionist policy. Like we, we mentioned this a couple episodes ago where – no, I, I think that we have enough bullshit going on in our country that we probably could just take a step back as far as the the policeman. And I'm, by the way, I'm going to go further than this in a second, but um, it, it would be in our best interest to take a step back as the policeman of the world for a minute and really assess our own situation at home beyond the fact that we have a fucking maniac as the as the head who really can't do the 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 you know the leadership that we're hoping can be done as the policeman of the world so beyond all that no i think even as citizens we should sort of start to figure out what's wrong with our own country before we try to fix the rest of the world but that being said of course since world war 2 we unfortunately just are the policeman of the world we're the biggest superpower arguably the only superpower and we have an obligation to uphold that that torch that we took up, unfortunately, we elected Trump. So there's not much we can do about that right now because we're just in a we're in a position where we can't be the policeman of the world right now. It's just the way it is. We're literally in a catch twenty two. So no, I, I'm. If you wanted to give a Rwanda type situation right now today, I don't. I uh, which is happening by the way in, a, in in not the exact way, obviously, but. No, I, I don't understand. I don't know what type of intervention with our current leader in place and the current sort of administration in place. And, and I, I don't know what help we will be as interventionists in the world. Okay. So let's- in, can, in can Under I, practical purposes. I feel like you're kind of dodging the question, no offense, because of Trump, sure, go ahead. Because of Trump and this current administration. Well, no, that, we're, we're talking imagine, practicality. Can we imagine a, 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 if you a righteous to- administration? Sure. Yeah. If we a righteous administration across the world a who actually, dictator. yeah, I mean, it, who, no, no, just a good president that you agree with a, a good. Well, not even that I agree with that. That let's just say, let, if you want to like give me a hypothetical where we have the the most you know moral sort of administration possible and a citizenship behind him and a Congress that also is able to check the powers of him and every single time. Um, the, the president goes to Congress and asks to, you know, for the, the AUMF or the fuck, um, and every single time they were able to do that. Yes. Every single time that we're able to intervene, I think it would be in our best interest and the world's best interest to intervene in those atrocities that are happening all across the world. I think that that's the banner that we've taken up after fucking world war two. And that unfortunately is the role that we are forced to play. And that is by the way, the role that we have always sort of played. We haven't been great at it. We've, you know, we, we, whatever you get the point how would you Um, you, what would you how would you disagree with me when it comes to syria or putin syria or putin uh i haven't heard as i haven't heard as concrete thing you're saying stay in syria but we aren't even really in syria we have some some like vague mercenaries sort of there right we don't have we have 
couple thousand troops in Syria. Okay, um, but they're not they're not technically really allowed to do anything, right? They're sort of protecting and like they can't shoot any Russians, right? That's sort of that's the, absolutely can't. well. Well, there's rules of engagement, so if you're shot at, you can shoot back. And and neither of them are shooting at each other, right? No, like there's currently tons of people getting shot. Okay, so we've we're we're in a we're we in a hot a, war with Russia in in Syria well, right now. Mostly a hot war with Assad's forces, um, and Russia happens to be in between us and Assad. We're doing our best not to kill any Russians. Trying not to. Right. And they're doing the best not to kill any of us. It's well, it's sort of this nice little pussy footing type of thing, right? People, are getting, people are getting killed. Everyone's playing nice because we don't, but it, we're to our hundred, a couple hundred people, right? Well, but, that, but that, that's ignoring the actual war. The war is not really between Russia and America. Right. It's between right. Assad and the rebels and the Kurds and ISIS. Absolutely. It's a whole big fucking- st- And Turkey. Like, like stew of bullshit. Yes, I know. So remind me what it is you're proposing exactly. Well, this is the problem. And I have said this before, is that Syria specifically, okay, should have been dealt with five years ago. Okay, I've said this before. But what I think now is simply holding our ground is better than leaving. That's all I'm saying. Sure, that's fine. I, I, don't, I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't fully disagree with that, but also I don't know what holding our ground is, is doing beneficially other than just sort of saying that well, we sort of a, tried. It's like providing it's a safe like, haven for some people. Yeah, some people. As opposed of, to getting yeah. killed by Assad with barrel bombs and right. chemical weapons. Absolutely. Or yeah, being I run mean, over by ISIS or Turkey. Sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's better than not. That's fine. Okay. But it doesn't do much, right? I mean, pound for pound, saving lives doesn't do much. It do- in the grand scheme of things, no. Well, saving a few lives, saving lives does a lot. Saving a few lives in the grand scheme of things doesn't do much. Without changing the overall system that is causing the problem, saving a few lives is absolutely useless. Yeah, it kind of it just it's not absolutely useless. I will never, just, never, ever agree with you. You're not appeasing. Okay. Why will you never ever agree with me when I'm saying that it's? It, I said I was talking to him, but oh. Okay. Um, saving one life. If I save one life, it's all worth it to me. All of it. All of it. Then why wouldn't you just kill us hot? Like, because I don't, I don't that, know if then. that overall will save lives. I think that might lead to more chaos and lead to a vacuum of power. And who's going to take over from Assad? It would probably be one of his crazy generals who will just continue the chemical bombing. And I don't know if that's, I'm just saying history the has devil, shown you know. that decapitation is not necessarily going to prevent death. It might actually increase death. No, I mean, if Iraq is the answer, that's the thing is we don't know what will happen with Assad. We have a lot of question marks. We, right. could, we it, could have the Iraq example. We could have the Iran example. We can, you know, there's a lot of different examples. But, right. But I, I guess that's the thing. Libya. You're, you're very passionate about a sort of thing. You know what I mean? Like you're, we're no, like, no, 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 no. I'm very passionate about not appeasing a dictator. I, I, we I, are sort of appeasing a little bit. We're like, we're, by we're just staying there. We're yeah. We're putting, him. we're putting a sign up that says like, Hey, this isn't cool. We're going to like, if you guys want to be safe, come into our house. Listen, I, I agree in some senses that we should have done something again five years even ago. Even now, even but now. But yeah, what do we I do now? Those people know. are still dying. I like, don't know. Okay, I said one, well, refugees I, and right. safe zones are definitely an answer for stemming the death. But I told you guys this two episodes ago, thousands of more people are going to die. It's it's done. The, the, the die has already been cast. We just have to try to save as many people as possible. That's all I'm saying. Right. So I guess and- my issue is that in the the sort of larger scheme to me, there's not a whole lot of difference between America being the world's police and America being the world's dictator. And that's kind of where I have an issue. Um, I don't think that we should be the sole arbiter of these things. I think that we should have more of an international consortium than we do with what is the UN right now. And I think it should be 
a global decision, like when there is fucking a dictator that is murdering their citizens, this should be something that we should be able to handle You're as right. a as. But there's a problem, and it's the Security Council. Well, that's yeah. I mean, that's that's literally the one problem, honestly, because that's what's keeping the international community from getting together and doing this is because Russia can veto anytime they want. And then the Security Council can't do shit. Right. I'm saying the UN is a very ineffective the, the international, version the international, of this. I'm sorry. The international uh, uh, consortium of what you're talking about is simply now boiled down to America, UK, and France and, and some other smaller countries. Right. On some, yeah. And I'm just saying this is a, a poorly contrived aristocratorial uh, uh, government that is the UN. The, we we preach democracy, but then when it comes to the the global version, we want this uh, you know central power sort of version of government. Um, you know, if there was well, a yeah, but it's a, it's supposed to be a democracy. Every every country is a vote. But it's not. I mean, that, that's what the I fucking Security the Council is, proves is, is that it's not extremely flawed. Exactly. It. Uh, I just I think the overall mission is still. A democratic world government, if you will. Right, or, right. But I'm saying world it, council. The, a, a proper functioning body in my utopian world that is uh, taking the place of the UN is able to make these decisions and able to act upon these things. I do not think that sanctions are a especially the sanctions you've mentioned are a very uh effective way of combating these things i don't think that you know which things uh, well specifically uh putin losing a few billion here and a few billion there i don't think that's necessarily going to change anything about what he does well other than moving his money a little bit more smartly um maybe i don't agree but i i, I will say this uh it's the one thing putin gets most upset about is sanctions. Uh, it's the one thing he fights the hardest. Uh, for well, instance, oh, it's, it's because we don't do anything else. <laughs> well, no, I, I mean, it's if, because he's not afraid of us militarily because he knows we won't risk nuclear war. Exactly. So he knows that. And that's his, why we need Trump. Uh, <laughs> no. uh, but, but he also. He, if, if Trump wasn't, you know, if there was no P tape, it'd be great. But <laughs> if he screwed. had no money, he would have no power. Uh, the way he has power is because he buys off these oligarchs. So if we Welcome do take away his money, he that's, that's really what he cares about. And what's interesting is that Bill Browder is going around the world to every single country installing its own Magnitsky sanctions. Uh, recently, uh, Canada got this a couple months ago. Months ago, UK just passed their own Magnitsky Act a week or two ago. So every country now in Europe is getting their own sanctions against Putin, basically freezing his assets there, freezing his assets there, and which is keeping him from kind of infecting these different countries in Europe, which I think is fantastic because they're, they're fighting him without a single person dying. And I think that, again, is the way to hurt him. And I don't think, I think underestimating sanctions is, is, um, is wrong, I think, because uh, I, I like the way it really does hurt him and, and it, there's no one dying. Do more then, yeah, that's good. Cool. Yeah, I don't if have it, a problem it, with it, but I don't think it's strong enough. Oh, okay. Well, well, and I, I, I'm much more of a warhawk than you are. Apparently, okay. I thought you were a little bit more. Well, hard. where should we fight him? Um, the Kremlin. Um, I have no problem with. You're it. Gonna bomb the Kremlin. Why not? I, you I mean, realize that's gonna kill everyone. Sure. Uh, you just those, want everyone to die. Those of us that survive will uh, will rise from the ashes How do you like know the you're phoenix. Surviving that we are. this nuclear holocaust. I might not. You, you will not. <laughs> I, I, I hope it's quick. 
It will be. Not necessarily. <laughs> if it's far enough away, I'll just get the radiation and be. slowly melt. It won't be. You're going to get fucked up. Okay, cool. I am not a fan of nuclear holocaust. Just going to go on record as saying that. <laughs> Didn't you see Terminator? It all works out. I think you've played Fallout too much. I've never played Fallout. I never played Fallout. Oh my God, you'd love Fallout. <laughs> you would love Fallout. It's actually a very good game. Um, I, so, yeah. like they're, they're, do, you, do you really think that, that that's a viable option is a hot war with Russia? Um. Well, I I think like tomorrow. Mu- well, Let me put it that way. Tomorrow. Right, and I, I think much like our perception in the Cold War was very askew. I think our perception now is very askew as well. I don't think that Russia has uh, anywhere near the military capability that is. You know, I, basically the the war with Russia is a war that we know how to win. It's like one of the few wars that we can actually fight, other than um, not with the, not with minimal casualties. Of course, no, can, no, there's not never been nu- nuclear war. Uh, don't give me a Hiroshima. That's no, not- no, not necessarily nuclear war. But I'm just saying. That's I, what you're I, well, talking about though. I'm not sure that. I mean, that's that's mad. That's the entire. I, I I don't think that a war with Russia automatically means nuclear war. Maybe not, but you don't. You can't guarantee that. You can. I can't guarantee that they're not going to nuke us tomorrow. Uh, that's a much better probability than if we're in a state of war. Come on. If we bomb the Kremlin, <laughs> just some regular bombs, it's way more likely that they will fucking try to nuke us yeah and we'll be forced to nuke them back i, I mean i i think we're still operating under mad I if think. if okay let me put it this way if russia sent a fucking like 50 tomahawk missiles into the heart of new york city mm-hmm. how do you think our country would respond under normal under almost any president yeah we'd nuke the fuck out of them yeah and we'd be first We'd be for, we'd be the first to go afterwards. <laughs> Doctor Strange yeah, love over here. Exactly. Uh, yeah. No, for sure. Yeah. That's that's all I mean. That's all I mean. Yeah. So it's it, and it's not it's not an unviable option. It's just like for practical purposes. It's no, an unviable I mean, option. I'm sorry. No, yes. no. And quite honestly, I don't think we would automatically nuke them if they didn't nuke us. Um, I do think that we it, you it's know possible too. It, yeah. it, maybe with Trump at the helm, but with oh, any other yeah, president, we'd, we'd, we'd like a, a like a nuke like a preemptive strike. Yeah. yeah. But in Trump. any normal situation, I don't know that uh, necessarily we would. Probably I, not. I think we would have an equal response. I think you're right. I actually think you're right. We're discounting the accidental strike, which is a big, big fucking option. That's literally the Gulf of Tonkin. Is literally how we've started like a shitload of wars. Excuse me. Sorry. Well, <laughs> well yeah, I, I just hit the mic once. No, no, no. You just reminded me of a um, a story I skimmed earlier today that was talking about a bunch of um, uh, U.S. For, uh, uh, security forces that were, um, I think, dishonorably discharged because they were in charge of security at a nuclear site and they had all found to be taken LSD. What does that have to do with? Accidental nukes. Oh, because they're all tripping. Yeah. Yeah, trip. Hope they're not. I, I'm just saying it's, you know, it, the accidental nuke has always been a- <laughs> Well, okay. But that's, that's not a, that's not a tactic is, of engagement. No, no. My in, point uh, is, yeah. what is the accidental nuke, the probability of that skyrockets in a state of warfare, alarm, and hostility? It's like a game of chance. Yeah. Right? It's like, uh, I've never even seen the movie War Games, Don't Hate Me, but I what? assume- you should. That's, that's what happens. All right, we're going to stop this right now. We're going to watch some Matthew Broderick. Good evening, <laughs> Professor Falcon. Would you like to play a game? So, Mr. O'Brien, sure. what is it that you hate about the left? The left? I hate the label, first of all. I hate all labels. And I also hate millennials because mm-hmm. they're labeled. Mm-hmm. And I hate when millennials say we don't like to be labeled. I also hate when millennials say I don't like to be labeled. 
I get it. And you hate the. Uh, um, I don't really. I the try campus to, liberals. I try not to hate. No. Um. Yeah. I. 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 I don't hate any individual. I really hate the tactics that I've seen in some of the YouTube videos where, yeah, there's like, what is that? It's like a, there's like a, a ball falling. It's really every time. I feel like it's like, a, I feel like there was a show where it's like someone is confused by something happening, but it's something like that sound and they don't know what it is, but it's something very simple. For the listeners, something it's like fell a ball off the falling. shelf. It's like okay. a ball falling off the shelf and there's no balls in Sean Files apartment because he doesn't. I beg your pardon. I have a His balls bag haven't full. dropped yet. Ayo. <laughs> I know. I was trying to think. Of I was going to point to my bag full of tennis balls. But. Okay. Do you really have a bag full? Did you t- play tennis or are they bombs? No. For C stands. <laughs> I'm kidding. So I don't scratch up hardwood for it. I know. Stands. Oh, there you go. That's nice. Um. Anyway, the oh, I don't get fired. No, so so there are there are so many um the the tactics that I saw of the the sort of firebrand. I, I will go so far as to say they're not anti free speech. They just don't. They're they're not. They, they're uncomfortable with the uh, with what free speech entails. <laughs> Someone you know, else's they, opinion. Yeah, they're anti-free speech. No, because they, they're, they're they pro their free speech. They they would, no, they, they would never say that. And that's the thing, exactly. Like anybody who you know, they they want they want laws that you can't say certain words, or, or they they're, com- they're Hate they speech. they are behind the yeah. idea of like you know misgendering somebody, that misgendering a trans person is an actual is an actual act of violence. It's a microaggression. Uh, no, they wouldn't even, oh, sure, it's, they would call it a microaggression. You're right. You're exactly right. They are a microaggression, but they also call it an act of violence. Yeah. Um, it, some do. I don't want to say all of them. I've heard it described. Left I've heard it described as misgendering. I don't, again, I don't, I don't know what to call any of these Stop people. That. I'm just saying if any individual you, okay, says Okay, hold on. It, Let me just say one thing to Sean signalers. Sean don't say SJW. Anymore. I'm saying this as a person who's your friend. Uh, you sound worse off when you say SJWs than the SJWs, okay? I'm, it's more of a self-own at this point. Continue. It is. It's a cell phone. Yeah, don't say it. You sound like a is like a like, six, you sound like, like a sixty year old man saying the Seinfeld. Mm. It's really bad. Sweet. Keep don't don't it. say it. And I, I'm saying it as a friend. He will keep you. You. Why would you do that? Yeah, He's you only cemented it. Make, yeah, like you. Why do you think I keep saying totes? You encouraged him. He can't help that. <laughs> anyway, so so that's that is an aspect of the left. That's probably the only thing that I'm. That I really think is a is a huge problem because again they they will only anybody who sort of the espouses that view and and like is unwilling to hear somebody else's standpoint is just being fucking lazy. Like if you yeah. if somebody gives you an opinion and you disagree with it, argue against it and figure out a way to disagree with it. Don't silence it. Don't and and that's not a form of protesting. Shouting over someone is is an is is an inefficient way of protesting. What are you talking it about? Only makes them. It only makes them. Um, look, it only makes you want to hear what they're saying more. Yeah. Like really, I mean, yeah, it's, it's like it's, banning a book. Yeah, that's a good point. Exactly, it's yeah. exactly like that. Um, and whether the book is good or bad, it's just it, it's it's silly to write a book that is counter to it. That's better. That proves it wrong. If it's actually bullshit, just break down why it doesn't take that fucking long. To say why something somebody is saying is bullshit, it really doesn't. I mean, I know it's not it's easy. Hard. It's hard. I know it's not easy, of course. And that's, but, but look, that's what this, that's what, that's what democracy is. That's what, that's what discourse is about. That's you can the certainly only argue that's way. That's what college is. That's what flat earth that is. That is what college is. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's what it should be. It's what it it's, should be. No, that's what it is. And <laughs> it, it, it is not what it, it is not what, what, 
th- there are people there who are willing to to sort of argue both sides, et cetera. Right, blah, but I don't blah, believe blah. that that's the uh, the majority of people's experience in college these days. I don't know anymore. Well, I don't. I, I don't know. Can I say yeah. one I just thing? don't know. Because as the youngest here, I graduated college in two thousand nine. I didn't see any of this. I really didn't. I didn't see any of this. And maybe you know that's not super recent, but two thousand nine. You know, yeah. nine years ago. Uh, and a I long think, time ago, man. I guess, but is that really? A lot's are we changed. to assume that everything's changed in that nine years? A lot. That specific thing may years. have been able to change. Yeah, I mean, that's if, true. If Ben Shapiro came to speak at your college, what do you think would have happened? Fine, nothing, no problem. At that point, and, yeah. and and I'm sure there are many colleges where nothing would happen as well. But there are some colleges where things do happen, and and even you know, and even more specifically, there are some colleges you know, there where might particular be some protesters. There might be some pro- there at might be your some, college. Yeah, at Maryland, it was a pretty liberal college. Sure, okay, sure. But, well, uh, not today, not maybe not when you were there. There'd be definitely more today. I know no yeah. doubt that. Well, more, no speci- more, that. more, more specifically, there would be individual groups who who have these tactics. I'm not saying it's all that. Pull the fire alarm. And- exactly. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, this is this is not all college there students. Are it's organizational just that there are, methods. But here's the thing: is I, my, exactly, my point, and, though, and it's dumb. And anyone who sort of I continues agree. to do that, it, it <laughs> God. I agree. I do actually do, but I just think that it is a little overblown on the right, and I think that. The totally, yeah. They 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 hold that up as the biggest problem of right. quote liberals, and this is what the left does. And I'm more mad at fucking Republicans and and conservatives who use the phrase like this is what the left does as a fucking tell all of explaining why you shouldn't listen to the left, why you don't need to deal with any of this, why I'm why well, we're the only that's voice. That's mainly because for the why, last couple the quote, of years, unquote, the liberals. fucking alt right has been considered the same thing as the Klan. And that, you know, there were a lot of people that considered them alt-right, that considered themselves alt-right, that were not racist until the media started making that the denotation. And so, But the, the media has never done that either, man. Like, quote-unquote, the media. That's, that's just a, a blanket to tell. That's the same thing as saying this is what the left does. That, that's what I'm saying. That it's, it just goes both ways. It is going to be a, uh, a tit-for-tat there. They are doing the same thing. Because that has been the same thing that's being done to them. I don't think that's what's been done to them either. They're ju- that's just a perception. I, that's a perception of the right saying that we are all clan members. There are, certainly there are people on the left who who will say, actually, no, I don't even think that that's necessarily true either. It's just that they, or again, what I was going to say, the is way they misinterpret there the are many people who comment. Will, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they, they misinterpret the deplorables. Or even, I will even go so far as to say the deplorables comment from the fucking leading Democratic representative uh, who was so, trying to run for president said that there is, you know, 50 percent of Trump voters who who should be put into a basket of deplorables. Right. And and OK, fine. But how does that fucking help? You know what I mean? And and you can abs- and Sean, you can you're right. You can abs- they they have absolutely used that as um, something to say, oh, we're all clan members, right? Yeah, I don't but know. that's not what she said either. No, no, and that's what I'm saying. I don't know who started it, but they're both doing the same thing. They're both making general broad accusations about the other group, saying that this whole group is doing this, this whole group sure. is doing this. Well, small and portions of both of them Exactly. Are that's, that, and yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, I don't know, man. And that's I, the thing. I, these small factions are the loudest factions is the, the bigger problem. You're right. They are exactly, the ones yeah. that get, that's I was going to. It, it's, it's also a, a product of just this media that we have in the, the way that we have to sell news in that, you know, if it bleeds, it leads. That is an old timey saying, but it is true today more so than ever. If it is something that is 
provocative, it's something that's going to be talked about on TV. If it's someone that is centrist, that has normal views, that has reasonable opinions about things, that's not something that people want to talk about for three hours. I, I don't know. I don't know about that, man. Again, I, I watch a fuckload of CNN and all I hear moderate voices and then like one or two sort of, you know, it's a small percentage of time is spent with people just shouting. But again, I, I, I consider media everything. I consider media your talk shows, your sitcoms, your everything that uh, the average American is consuming. And when you look at it through that lens, there is that same, you know, the, there is an echo chamber of these, these concepts, these sort of, uh, you know, the SNLification of our politics. You're not wrong, but that's a, that's a frustrating idea. Uh, when you boil it down, because I mean, obviously Bill Maher is not the same thing as like a, like a PBS interview between, but way more people are going to watch Bill Maher than a PBS interview. Well, totally. That doesn't mean they're the same thing though. They're, they're not, but in the minds of the people that are watching that, that is an equivalent. Absolutely. No. And, and you, you might be right to some degree. Um, Actually, to a large degree, in so, the same so, way they can't differentiate. Someone like walks a, up to you and they claim to be uh, uh, knowledgeable of the ongoings of politics. You right. ask them, "Did you watch that PBS interview?" No, but I saw it on Bill Maher. You know, to me, that is. I a, saw a, it on Bill Maher. I saw. I heard them talk about exactly. It yeah, and to me, right. that is, I heard that it happened exactly through whatever through that, Daily Show, SNL, or right. Sean Hannity, whatever. And, and I think in way too many people's mind, that is the equivalent of actually getting news and actually getting information. Yeah. Well. Okay. So then, like, I I I couldn't agree with you more. What What's the next step? How do we fight that? The, the problem is education, but the bigger problem is there is no incentive to educate our people because we are much more easily controlled through these systems. It's much more easy to keep us fighting over these stupid things while, you know, they actually enact what it is that we are blind to. You know, if you look at those charts of what people or what, uh, um, you know, big corporations want versus what people actually want, they, the, the, the outcomes never align with what people want. So it is, um, you know, it, it does behoove our uh, educational system to keep us sort of outside of those things and not being able to really differentiate the, the truth from fiction. But there are many ways that we can start. There are many programs for, you know, a lot more um, in like uh, uh, private schools where people are starting to get into media savvy education. And that is something that we need to understand. You know, it's, uh, it's something that we always should have understood, but it is something we even more need to understand when everyone is walking around with a computer in their pocket yeah. and constantly digesting this information. I mean, I think they, they, they always didn't understand it. I mean, like Watergate, Watergate happened because there were three fucking news exactly. channels. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's, that's, and everybody was on the same page and, mm-hmm. and everybody, and when, when the reputable news was only the right. news and, and you had the and they weekly, were like, Hey, Watergate's a thing. It's that, but now you had the Inquirer, you had star, right. you had weekly world news, but, but nobody knew actually that. believed them. Yeah, yeah exactly. They knew what the difference was. Right. But nowadays yeah. everything There's masquerades no as everything else. Right. There is very little difference between news news content and paid advertising these days. There's a lot of actual news stories that are paid for by companies. You know, you think the local news channel really cares that there's a new sauce on the Whopper? No, they're getting money on the back end to talk about McDonald's as though it's a news story. So the Whopper is McDonald's? Whatever. 
you know, the Whopper is Burger King. I know. And there was the sauce so obviously was mayonnaise and ketchup. Obviously, their propaganda the is not working Mac on is me. Special but sauce, twelve beef patties, lettuce, special Island. sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onion, and sesame seed bun. Right, and which they always fail to mention. <laughs> special sauce is just Thousand Island. Yeah. Special sauce, Thousand Island. That's probably yeah. Right. yeah. It's a little bit more. Boner, what should we do about uh, everything? Media training. <laughs> How do about we fix the McDonald's kids? McDonald's and Burger King. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, McDonald's is What's the your answer. special well, sauce? Well, I'll tell you that I do notice now they, at least that they try to say paid advertisement next to certain articles mm-hmm. on CNN, at least, or certain websites like that. So you can somewhat tell, you know, it says paid by blah, 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 blah. Uh, but honestly, I really wasn't thinking about that. I was kind of spacing off thinking about the left again, this question of the left. He never listens to me. I was listening. What were you thinking about the left? I was thinking about purity tests again. I was thinking about another issue. I was thinking about is is what's dividing the the Democratic Party and the left, and is uh, certain candidates who gets to run. Meaning, uh, for instance, like a pro life Democrat, should we support a pro life Democrat in a red state that has a better probability of winning, or do we put someone pro choice who's? But you're talking about so I I'm not sure I understand the division there. Do you want to win or do you want to? Well, the. The conflict seems to be currently that the the hard left is very uh, protective of their stances, and you need to be able to check every one of their opinion boxes in order to be part of. Oh, this so group. play ball rather than be a purist. exactly, yeah. Okay, so your question is: you can play ball and have a chance to win in maybe a red district. It depends on what your what your what your goals are. Like if you if you. If it's if, just about getting D's yeah, on the you, board, if you think an abort, if you think abortion is is like the worst thing that could possibly happen, which by the way, like if either the notorious uh, RBG fucking goes down, or uh, who is it, Kennedy, like if either of them bails, you know, it's it's totally possible it's that Trump would Trump or Pence for that matter would put a new Supreme Court justice in there that could theoretically overturn, like in a very real way, overturn Roe v. Wade. I mean, that's a reality, um, and and. What, and literally, what is it? The uh, what, what this must have been on something the I was fact listening that that to recently. Fucking, the what? Uh, the Supreme Court just really bugs me. If there I should know. be anywhere that there should be a a hundred percent agreement, it it needs to be the Supreme Court. If the smartest people in our country can't figure out what these fucking laws mean, the laws need to be rewritten. I can't say that enough. That's it's it's that's both hard to agree and disagree with that. It's um, tough to make any, honestly, anything super a hundred percent clear. Yeah, but once it's there, even it's... even constitutional law. I mean, laws. I mean, we're, most people do try to write laws, so it's yeah, you're right. I mean, you, you, can, you can kill someone. I mean, anyways, I'm just saying everything you do is going to be talmudically dissected. Uh, although I do kind of agree that I don't know if a unanimous vote is necessary. But, but I, to I, answer your question, I, I think I, I I mean I. Uh, abortion is an interesting issue. If you're just trying to get a Democrat into office, then w- what would it be for other than to oppose like the overturning of Roe v. Wade? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what issue would be gun control. There uh, are certain. I'd be way more inclined to vote for a Democrat who uh, like opposes gun control than opposes fucking abandoned abortion or whatever, whatever the correct thing. Like yeah, someone, yeah. somebody who, you know what I'm trying to say? Like it, someone who a, a Democrat is pro. I'd abortion be more, is a bigger issue for you than gun control. Yes. Okay. Yeah. As far as I am pro-choice. Yeah. Over. I, I, over. I, I over. I picked anti-gun. abortion first for a reason because it's probably the most emotional. Uh, yeah. Sure. 
of issues, I guess. And I don't know. I'm not even really that emotional about it. I mean, it's not, it's, maybe not know. even you, but I would say it drives, it, 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 it's, 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 it's a gender issue and it's also a religious issue. And I think we should go out to the 13th trimester. <laughs> you're, you're good up to like the, the 300th trimester. I have no What's idea. the other A word? Oh, uh, adoption. adoption. <laughs> um, yeah, we've never done abortion on this ep- on this show. We haven't. I guess no. we have. No, I don't think we have. Saja was here. We talked about it. Yeah, a little bit. Real with poor Saja yeah. was here. We talked about abortion. We did. We Jesus got into a little Christ. bit of religion and abortion, and yeah. Damn. Okay. That's, that's intense. Yeah. Um, that's well, why we don't have guests anymore. <laughs> probably <laughs> so. That's why no one comes back. I know it's only poor Kelly who just because <laughs> she um, has no choice. <laughs> Oh, she's plenty. That's why she's down here tonight. Um, she's like, I don't, I fuck you guys. I don't like you guys. But you read her stuff nonetheless. I was on a different show. Oh, nobody needs that. Doesn't that. exist. It doesn't matter. Um, should we just play? Should we just put people into the into the ball game who can get you know get on base, or should we put the people who can actually you know hit home runs, get scores? Um. No, in our current climate, I think it would be better to just to get on base. Playing politics with politics. I agree. Personally, agree. it's unfortunately the way it is, but only because I think that I I don't think there's as big a division on the left as you 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 might have conjured. I, I it's possible. I, 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 don't, I don't think it is. I think I on the whole, like I mean, it's I'm definitely t- not as split I, as the Republican side, which is ironic because they are completely in power and there's like four factions. I actually I agree with that point. I was just kind of choosing the left because it'd be an interesting episode. But yeah, I. They're both fractured, but you're right. I do agree that the the right is slightly more fractured because of Trump. We need more parties. I think the I think the left is, or I think the right is fractured. I think the right is just sort of like cracked. I don't think there's, I, I don't think it's it's like you know unbridgeable divides. I mean, there's 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 no Devin yeah. Nunes on the on the on the left. Fourth party, fourth party. Um, no, not really. No. And he and he's the head of the fucking whatever the fuck. They're not in power, so it's tough to make even a comparison. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if if whoever your bitch was talking about, what's her name again? Excuse me, Gifford. G- G- no, G- no, that's not a lady. Uh, Gabbard. Talbert. Uh, Tulsi. Talbert. Yeah. Yeah. Tulsi. Tulsi Talbert. Yep. Gabbard. Tulsi Gabbard. If, if Tulsi Gabbard was like you know the, the what is she a congresswoman? So then the equivalent like Adam Schiff. If she was Adam Schiff right now, we'd be having a different discussion for sure. For Adam Schiff. But we ain't. We ain't, though. He's my congressman. My congressman. 28th District. We have the same congressman? That doesn't sound right. We've talked about it this many times, and yeah. I've said, I think you have Ted Lou, and then you say, no, we don't have Ted Lou. We talked about that one time, and I, you didn't say who yours was. Schiff. He's, okay. he, he literally has his uh, office down the block from me in, in Burbank. Cool, man. That's fun. I thought, to, I didn't know he, his extended that far. Yeah, I would have he's, his like home him. is Burbank. Uh, it's on Olive. In fact, I was thinking of volunteering. Volunteering for what? This uh, re-election campaign. Why? He's fine. Go do something else. (laughs) (laughs) What should I do? Go get Devin Nunes fucking out. Like, go fucking move to Fresno or wherever. I'm not moving to Fresno. I have given money to his opponents. To beat, to beat Devin Nunes. I also was thinking of going down to Orange County and giving money to Harley Ruda, who is running against Dana Rohrabacher. Okay. Putin's favorite congressman in Huntington you run, Beach. You should run against them. I'm not running for Congress. Why? We could. We'll go down to find you. Like we'll be there. We'll still. Everything will be fine. I am not a likable person. <laughs> well, That's true. It's very true. <laughs> Sean, what would you? Where would you? What would you run for? 
attorney general. My life? Ayo. Yeah, yeah. I have no interest. I, I'm more the power behind the throne. Um, your uh, your Carl Robe or your uh... Rove. <laughs> Carl Robe. Carl Robe. Like the, the imperial wizard. I know that's great. <laughs> he wears this big dark black Carl robe. robe. <laughs> Carl Robe. It's a uh, Tracy Morgan joke. Oh, I sorry. really, I really hate how much I know politics now. I really fucking. Hate. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm so tired. I I never ever wanted to. No I, one forces you. I, I could not. You shows both over, do. folks. I was going to say something interesting. I had no idea who like Obama's anything was. Mm. I knew too much about Obama. Yeah. I met him delivering a pizza in a hotel. Obama? Yeah. Wait, he, really? We talked about this. We I, have not talked about this. Less of a meeting and more of a, hey, he, that's Obama. <laughs> As he walked oh, past Oh, you me. saw he walked past Yeah, him. he- uh, When was he, this? He was still a senator. Uh, that's uh, right, you're Illinoisies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he- um, the local, it was election night and the local um, uh, congresswoman had won and he came by to see her speech, obviously. That was in the you hotel. You were delivering pizzas? I was delivering the pizza too, yeah. Is your pizza, was your pizza good? No, it was Domino's. Oh. What Damn, kind of they pizza did they order? Uh, it, oh, it was just a random person in the hotel. It wasn't going to them. I just saw him leaving as I was bringing the pizza in. I don't know, man. Well, this has been enlightening. Yeah, isn't it though? I don't know, man. Really? I had so much more to say. What did you have to say? Nothing. <laughs> oh, that was the same hotel that uh, the furry conventions were at. So that's where I learned a lot about that. Yeah, that's why you know about that. I was unaware of the furries until I found myself among them. It was the episode of Entourage that, where I learned that was way after. That oh, you're, you're like a furry hipster. You knew about furries way before I, it was cool. I, I was definitely uh, one of the early uh, uh, exposures of. Why does this not surprise me? Which okay, so but like, which animal would you want a furry with? Ew. This has been recorded, you know. Yeah, man. People have to eat their dinner. I'd go some version of bear, panda, or just like regular like brown bear. No, no, like black bear. Probably not a. Brown bears are like grizzly bears. You want to be dominated. Intense. No, no, the other mm-hmm. way around. Pandas are sweet. and like Oh, but koalas. There you go. Koala. What you want to have sex with a koala? What would be your furry, Joey? I'm not answering this question. All I'm right. trying to run for office one day, right? Giant pink rabbit then, apparently. Yeah. Like a peep? A puka. <laughs> what? <laughs> Harvey. I'm going to have sex with Harvey. There you go. Yeah, I like the ones that oh. just wore the tail and the ears. Every day is a beautiful day. <laughs> oh, Harvey. Oh, don't have sex oh, with Harvey. me, Joey. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> 